I remember pulling up to a stop, and they were having a revival at a community center, and someone handed me a track, Are You Prepared to Meet God? And I took the track, threw it on the ground. Amen. And uh, that was the summer of 91. Amen. And I met this brother periodically, and maybe as uh, the revival goes on, we'll be able to share parts of that. We want you to come back. Amen. So come back and you'll hear the remainder of it. But God really used the brother to reach me, and I'm forever grateful for God for that. But we want to ask you to study along with us tonight as we look into God's Word. We want to look at Hosea, the 13th chapter. Amen. We're going to bring out a few thoughts, if we would, and just bear with us tonight as we go through the Word of God and the time and the age we're living in. Saints of God, we're going to make heaven our home. Amen. We're going to have to, amen, fall on the Word. Amen. We don't want the word to fall on us, and sometimes it does, but we want to be, amen, ready vessels. We want to fall on the word of God. We want to say, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. Amen. Uh, we want to be able, amen, as the word of God is preached to say, amen, not she's the man or he's the man, but I'm the man. Amen. We don't want to take a shovel and shovel off on anyone else tonight, but we want to rake and pull it in to myself. Amen. So we want to ask my wife if she would start reading for us in Hosea, the 13th chapter. And we're going to start reading at verse number 9 for the glory and the honor of God. O Israel. The Bible says, and it starts out by saying, O Israel. Thou hast destroyed thyself. Amen. Thou have destroyed thyself. But in me is thy help. Amen. But in me is your help. Amen. As we look around us tonight, sin of friend, friends and our men, sin have destroyed many lives. Amen. Sin have destroyed many a people, many a women, many a women tonight. Amen. Sin have destroyed their lives. But verse number nine, it says, read for Israel. Amen. O Israel. Oh Israel, thou have destroyed uh, thyself. Uh, amen. Sin messed us up one day. Uh, sin, amen, it annihilated us. Uh, it destroyed us. Uh, it had us bound by the cares of this life. Uh, we were messed up, uh, from, amen, from the flow up, uh, as it were. Uh, we were bound by things we couldn't stop, uh, doing things we wanted to stop doing and we couldn't. Uh, and God said, oh Israel, uh, oh Israel, uh, oh people of God, uh, O oh, church of God, thou have destroyed thyself, but in, in me is thy, thy help. help. Read forth. I will be thy king. I will be thy king. Where any other they may save thee in the Amen. All the cities. Read forth. And the judges of whom thou sayest, give me a king and a give prince. Give me a king. And princes. Read. I gave thee a king in Amen. my anger. We want to take away my thought wrath. tonight. In verse number nine, we're going to squeeze that a little bit as we get into our thought. O Israel, oh Israel, thou hast destroyed thyself. Thou hast destroyed thyself. But in me is Amen. thy Amen. We want to take for our thought tonight. Destroy it or it will destroy you. There's some things in our life that we were once bound by. Amen. If we didn't put it away. Amen. If we didn't turn away from it. Uh, amen. If we didn't stop certain things that we were doing, it was eventually going to destroy That's us. Right. That's right. Amen. Either we're going to destroy it or it's going to destroy you. Uh, amen. Sin will eventually destroy you tonight. Uh, amen. We have to, amen, hide under the hand of God. Uh, amen. We have to recognize the things that the world and I was once bound by. It was eventually going to destroy me. I was going down the road of destruction. Amen. I was terrible. I was bad. I was angry. I was a murderer. I was a shocker. And eventually, the end of sin is death. I thought tonight 
destroy it before, before, before it gets to this point, before it gets beyond repair, before I can get help, destroy it. What are you involved in tonight? And it's destroying you. You're an emotional wreck. You can't think at night. You can't sleep at night. It's destroying you. Is it the relationship? Amen. Is it what you're bound by? Is it the people you're around? Amen. Is it the places that you go? It's destroying you. Amen. Eventually, if you don't destroy it, it's going to destroy you. God, show mercy. There's some relationships that we were bound by in the world. If we didn't get out of it, it was going to eventually destroy you. That man was going to destroy you. That woman was going to destroy you. Those drugs were going to destroy you. The gang was going to destroy you. And you have to come to a place you got to destroy it or it's going to destroy you. Destroy it. Destroy it. Spoil it. Tear it down. Break it down. Demolish it. Do away with it. Put an end to it. Kill it. Destroy it. Why? If you don't destroy it, it's going to destroy you. Let's look at God's word tonight. Let's look at John, the 10th chapter, verse number 10. Our question, if we would, what are you involved in tonight? And if you're not careful, it's going to destroy you. It's going to destroy you. The relationship, if you're not careful tonight, it's going to destroy you. The people you're around, the relationship, the company you keep, if you're not careful tonight, it's going to destroy you. The end of sin, the end result of the enemy is to destroy you and I. The devil tried to destroy me out in sin. He didn't want to see me make it to God. He didn't want to see me change my life. He wanted to destroy me. What are you wrapped up in tonight and it's trying to destroy you? Can't sleep at night. A nervous wreck. Blood pressure high. Can't think. Can't talk. Can't think about the things of God. Why? Something's destroying you. And it's like cancer. It's eating you from the inside out. John 10 and 10. Let's look at something if we would. The thief coming out. Destroy it. Destroy it. What is it? Sinner friend. Saint tonight. What are you dealing with? What's gotten too close? What's gaining momentum in your life? What's amen trying to root God out? Get less and less of God. More and more of the world. Less and less of God. More and more of my flesh. And if you're not careful, it's going to destroy you. John 10 and 10 says. The thief cometh not but for to steal. Devil, the thief cometh not but, but for to steal. The end result, the devil want to do three things. He want to steal. And to kill. He want to kill. And to destroy. And he wants to destroy. What are you dealing with tonight? It's gotten out of hand. It's too much for you. 
You try to get a handle on it, but it's too much. You try to control it, but it's too much. You can't drink it away. You can't smoke it away. You can't dance it away. You can't party it away. If you're not careful, it's going to destroy you. Sin wants to destroy us. And if you don't destroy certain things in your life, it's going to destroy you. When David fought Goliath, he didn't try to hurt Goliath. There's some things in our life we don't need to try to hurt. We don't need to try to maim. We don't need to try to cripple certain things in our life, in our experience. Some things are meant to die. Some things are meant to be destroyed. Because if you don't destroy it, it's coming back again. And it's coming back with a vengeance. It's coming back to destroy you. When God show you things in your life you need to get rid of, get rid of it. Pass not by it. Touch it. Turn away from it. Destroy it. Because if you don't, eventually, I'm going to tell you something. People playing around with the devil, but the devil ain't playing around with you. People playing around with the devil, but the devil not playing with you. He's trying to destroy you. And certain things, you know, certain things just want to gain momentum. Certain things just want to hang around. Certain things just want you to play with it. Play with it. Certain things don't want you to, amen, deal decisively with it. It wants you to play with it. When God told the children of Israel to go over and possess land, you know what God told them? He said, kill what? Everything. That's right. He said, destroy it all. We're in a time now people pet themselves. We're in a time now, amen, people take up for themselves. Amen. We're in time tonight. Amen. People don't put judgment on themselves. You've got to destroy it. You don't panic. You destroy it. Because the enemy, all he wants is a foothold. All he wants to do is get in. A little conversation. Here a little. There a little. And eventually you are destroyed. Tell you what, you let the devil in, you get a devil ride if you want to. You get a devil a ride, next thing you know, he driving. <laughs> Playing on your sympathies. Playing on your, I just want to help him. I just want to help her. The devil will play on your sympathies, and the next thing you know, he driving. And now you're going down the road of destruction. There's some things in life we need to cut off. There's some things, amen, if we're going to make heaven our home, if we're going to see God, if we're going to see his face in peace, there's some things we got to destroy. God told the children of Israel, he said, when you go over to possess the land, he said, destroy everything. Y'all know what happened to Samuel? Maybe we'll touch on it tonight, but you know what happened with Samuel? Uh, Saul, rather. Samuel anointed Saul to be king over Israel. And God told Saul, he said, to go, and he said, kill and slay all the Amalekites. Don't leave one. Slay the king. Slay everything. Destroy him. 
How many times God has told you to destroy some things? How many times God has told you to leave it alone? How many times God has told you don't give in to that? How many times God told you don't watch that? Don't touch that? Don't dial that? Don't go that? God told Saul, God told Saul, he said, amen, Saul, kill everything. And when Samuel came to Saul, amen, he said, I thought I told uh, you to kill everything. What meaning is this bleeding in my ear? What meaning it? If you don't destroy certain things, saints, sinner friend, in our last and evil days, I'm telling you, the devil is not playing with you and I. He is going to destroy you. He's going to destroy you. He's going to destroy you. I want to ask man how many tonight, if they hadn't played with certain spirits, they'd be here. If you don't destroy certain things, it's going to eventually destroy you. We are leaving too many things alive in our experience. Come on. There's too many things we're leaving alive in our experience. And the Bible says at the center of water, it budded again. There's some things we need to cut off. There are certain relationships we need to just put an end to it. You know how you get to a book, and the, uh, at the end of the book, what does it say? The end. It say the beginning. The end. Keep going. The end. There's some chapters in our life. We don't need to put chapter three to it. That's we need to put the end to it. Amen. That's some it. people adding a chapter because it feel good, because it look good. All right. And instead of adding the end, they're putting chapter five, chapter six. You need to destroy it. You need to destroy it. John said, what? The thief coming not but, the thief coming steal, up but to steal and to kill, kill and to destroy. And to destroy. We've got to destroy some things. My attitude, if it's my attitude, you need to destroy it. Too sensitive. Can't take nothing. You need to destroy it. Don't like nobody telling me nothing. Sensitive. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Wearing my emotions on my sleeve. Too old to be pastor. You know, I'm, I'm old enough to be your daddy, your mama. You need to destroy that. Because if you don't destroy that, it's going to destroy you. As we come down to the end of time, saints of God, sinner, friend, visitors, and I miss, we need to destroy everything that's unlike God. There's no time for petting the flesh. There's no time for petting the flesh. It's time, to, it's time to destroy. It's time to destroy. Let's look at something here if we would. Amen. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Amen. Destroy it before it destroys you. I wonder how many people tonight are allowing certain things to linger, allowing certain problems to linger. Allowing certain issues to linger. Don't you know there's a space that God give all of us when we're out there in sin. God give us a space to repent. And if we don't take place of that repentance, that space, that small window, that small door, if we don't take advantage of that, then we might be lost. God give us all. He gave it to me. I'll never forget when I got saved that night. When I got saved that night, Brother Trey handed me some piece of, piece of paper. 
saying meet me in the prayer room. I ain't never been in no, I don't know what a prayer room look like. <laughs> Let's go to the prayer room. I ain't know what a prayer room looked like. We went up in that prayer room, and I'll never forget. I remember like it was yesterday. I'll never forget it. I mean, Shaq, I'll never forget it. Them brothers labored with me. They labored with me. They labored with me. They labored with me. And I remember I was on my knees. And God showed me a door. I'll never forget it. I don't care. Nobody in here say, if y'all never believe it, don't matter to me at all. God showed me a door. And that door was, it was darkness. And it was closed. And I couldn't understand it, but it scared me. And that door was closing. And it was closing. And it was closed. I said, no, I want to get saved. <laughs> I didn't want that door to close on. <laughs> Devil immediately told me, what you going to do about this? Wow. You got people owe you money. You the dope man. You a gang leader. You can't lead now. Folks owe you dope money. You got some folks you ain't beat up yet. You got some old vendettas you got to sell. How can you get saved? <laughs> Wait a minute. You can't get saved. You got a dope house. I had my mother, 64 years old, selling dope. My brothers, my nieces, all, I had a dope house. And I remember that night, June 27, 1995, about a quarter to 10. I remember it like it was a day. The brother took me home. He pulled in my driveway. Now, mind you, I, I wasn't religious. I wasn't nothing. I was a rank sinner. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's good just to be a sinner than religious. Come on. It's because God can deal with you better. True. See, God can help you if you're just a rank sinner, but the majority of the time, religious people, when God try to help them, oh, I got my own church. God trying to help you. Oh, I grew up there. I got to go back home where I grew up at. My grandmama's church. God trying to help you. Oh, do y'all speak in tongues? I remember one. Listen to this. Listen, I wasn't religious. I wasn't religious. I was a rank sinner. He was taking me to service one night, Joliet. We were going to Joliet one Thursday night. And as we, I was giving him every excuse. You probably heard the sock story. But as we were bagging out, I don't know if you remember, we were bagging out the driveway. I wouldn't say yet. And I told him, I, said, I was making every excuse not to go to church. I said, do y'all speak in tongues? I remember asking him, do y'all speak in tongues? No, I didn't speak in tongues. Didn't care who did. But it's what I heard in the world. Sometimes it's good to be just a rank sinner than religion. My life was messed up. And the brother brought me home that night. And when he brought me home that night, I just didn't know how I was going to stay saved, brother. I didn't know how I was going to stay saved. Here it is. This is a dope house. He dropped me off at, at a dope house. I was like, I'm going to stay saved. Ain't no way. But I want to be saved. Praise God. And if you know your pastor, he sang me a song. <laughs> he sang me a song. And I got out the car. And I went into this dope house. Now, listen, that's why when people tell me they can't stay saved, because their mom ain't saved, their daddy ain't saved. You know how you hear people tell you, well, I can't, ain't nobody saved in my house. You throw that brick down another alley. I went in that house where nobody saved in that dope. It was a dope house. 
People knocking on the door all night. Women, men, all night. And I remember going in that house. And you know what kept me saved? You know what I kept telling God? There's all I, I didn't know no. So Deborah, I didn't know no scriptures. I, I was a sinner. I didn't know no scriptures. You know what I told God that kept me saved? You know, you know what I told him? I said, I want to be saved. I didn't know John 3.16, none of that. All I knew, all I said, I want to stay saved. Faced much persecution. Gangs came over my house because I was a gang leader. And they wondering where I'm at now because they done had two or three meetings and I ain't been there. I let them know God saved me. You know how people say you can't get out of gangs? God got me out. God gave me a first-class ticket out. I ain't get beat up one time. Didn't get shot at one time. Don't tell me what God can't do. But sin was destroying me. Sin was destroying me. Sin had a hold on me. The drinking, the drugs, the gangs, the, the endless relationships running from this one to that one to that one. It was destroying me. Sin will take you further than you want to go. There were some things I told myself I wasn't going to do. Y'all know how we were. We Oh, I never do that. And guess what I was doing? That plus. You don't tell sin how far you're going to go. And sin was destroying me. Alcoholic, drugs, bound, messed up, drive-by shootings. And it was destroying me. And I came to a place, saints of God, sinner friend tonight, I came to a place either I was going to destroy it or it was going to destroy me. And I was tired of the can't help us. I was tired of, amen, asking God to help me and never getting help. Not because God didn't want to help me, because I didn't want to change. I saw religious people all around me. People that would go to church and cuss. People that would go to church and drink. But it was something, it was something about the church of God. Amen. Praise God. That's right. It was something about the church of God. When I met the church of God. It was something about them. They look right. They act right. <laughs> they talk right. Come on. Praise God. And it wasn't just on Sunday morning. Amen. Wasn't just on Sunday morning. And I was tired of being tired. I was tired. What are you involved in tonight? And it's destroying you. That relationship. Break up, get back together. You break up, get back together. Break up, get back together. Come on. It's a, ain't you tired? It's a revolving door. Break up, get back together. Break up, get back together. You don't, isn't that make, that's making you an emotional wreck. You can't sleep at night. You can't think. Amen. Can't even work your job. It's destroying you. There's certain things God save us from and deliver us from. It's for our best interests. Because had it not, if God had not saved me, I was surely going to destroy myself. 
If we don't destroy some things in our life, it's going to destroy us. It's going to destroy us. We can't pet little spirits. We can't pet things that uh, we know is trying to destroy us. We can't pet it. Let's go to Matthew, the fifth chapter, verse number 24. Amen. Destroy it before it destroys you. Leave there thy gift before the altar and Read. go thy way. Come First on. you reconcile to thy brother and then come and offer thy gift. Hold on. Amen. Matthew, the fifth chapter. All right. Go on. Agree with thy Verse number 29. I'm sorry. Verse number 29. And if thy right eye offend Amen. Thee, pluck it out. If your right eye, if it what? Offend thee. If you got out. a problem with your eye. Pluck it out. Destroy it. Destroy it. And cast it from thee. If you got a problem, and I know down here in Florida, you better have some sanctified eyes. <laughs> I know down here in Florida, you better have some sanctified eyes. See, in certain places of the country, it get cold, they put their clothes on. But in, in Florida, come on. Amen. Come on, read for us. And if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out. Destroy it. And cast it from thee. Destroy you. it. Because if you don't destroy it, lust going to eventually destroy you. Marriage has been broken up tonight. Husbands not going home to their wives tonight. Wives not going home to their husbands tonight. Why? Lust. The eyes destroyed the home. Destroyed it. Destroyed it. Destroyed it. We got to nail some things down. We got to destroy some things. And the Bible says, if your if your eye offend you, do what? Pluck it out. Pluck it. Destroy it. Cast it from thee. Well, it's not talking about physically pluck your eye out. It's talking about crucify it. Put the Bible on it. Come on. Put the word of God on it. Amen. Destroy it. Render it useless. Come on. And cast it from thee. And cast it from thee. For if it profitable for thee that one of the members should perish. It's profitable for you that if one of your members should perish, and then what? And not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. Then hold your whole body should be cast in hell. We got to destroy some things. And some, certain people's members are their worst enemy. Certain people's members, their eyes are their worst enemy. Certain people's members, their hands are our worst enemy. Certain people's members, their feet is their worst enemy. Come on, it's worth that word, and you better destroy it. Come on, read for us. And if thy right hand offend thee, and if thy right hand offend cut thee, cut it off, destroy it, and cast it from thee. Destroy it. You got hit, you got problems pulling that handle down? Come on, the casino. Amen. Cut Gambling. Amen. That hand, you want that hand? Want to pull it down every once in a while? Amen. Destroy it, mm -hmm. because if you don't destroy it, it's gonna destroy you. That's right. How many homes have been destroyed through gambling, through, amen, those vices? Destroy it. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, it's amazing. Listen to this. Even with uh, these casinos and clubs they have with this gambling, they tell you they have little signs up. If you have a problem with gambling, call this number. But they're constantly coming around giving you chips. Constantly coming around, amen, trying to make you comfortable in the casino. 
I tell people I don't I didn't have the seven steps. Come on. All right. I the 12 steps. I didn't need the seven steps. You don't need the 12 steps. You know what you need? One step. Amen. That's right. That's all you need. One step. One step. Been 20 years, I ain't had a cigarette. One step. 20 years. 20 years, I ain't had no mad dog 2020. 20 years. 20 years. 20 years. 20 years. Come on. 20 years. Don't tell me what God. God can destroy it. God can destroy it. Was a, mo a womanizer, an adulterer, abuser with his body with mankind. But when God saved me, he destroyed sin, the body of sin. We're going to deal with that a little bit. When I got saved, God saved me, I kissed one woman in 20 years. Amen. Hold on, wait a minute. God kept me single for six and a half years. And wasn't nothing funny. God kept me saved for six and a half years before he blessed me with my wife. Come on. Amen. If you don't destroy certain things, it's going to destroy you. Why do you think pornography is at an all-time high? I guarantee you, you tie pornography in with divorce. You can tie it in with the divorce rates because they go hand in hand. Reason why the divorce rate is so high, pornography is at an all-time high. There's certain things you got to destroy. You don't play with it. You don't, you don't hold on to some things just to show how strong you are. You don't keep certain things just to see how strong you are. You destroy it. You don't keep old phone numbers. You don't keep Big Mike's phone number. You don't keep Ray Ray's phone number. You don't keep Little G's phone number. You don't keep Tawana's phone number. You destroy that. Old pictures. Destroyed them. Destroyed them. Destroyed them. The problem with a lot of people, amen, they get saved, but they don't destroy some things. Amen. You don't destroy some things, it's going to come right back. You don't, amen, you don't, you don't lead people on. You don't give them a hint, a clue, or, or, or like it could be a chance. No, ain't no chance. Ain't nothing happening between me and you. It's over. Change my number. Change my locks. Take down my Facebook page if I have to. I'm destroying it. It's a problem with a lot of people. They don't destroy certain things and make it to. You ever wonder why people backslide and the next day they back in the same stuff they had before they got saved? They didn't destroy it. You want to show me? You, you want to show God you mean business? You want to show God you really mean business? Destroy, burn it up. Destroy it. Get rid of it. You don't, you don't leave it hanging around just in case. You don't leave it hanging around just in case. Destroy it. And you'll be amazed. Older people have that problem just like young people have it. That's why you got older people, older men wearing earrings and all gold chains and trying to be cool and trying to be young. And women, older women got these young sugar daddies. Destroy it. Mooch is coming around. Now, you don't destroy that mooch spirit. Come around the church, you'll be a moocher. Still be a moocher. You got to destroy it. 
You was a womanizer in the world. When you come around the church, you'll, you'll be a woman. You'll be doing little things. Always want to be in her face. Always want to be in her face. You got to destroy some things. You got to put some distance between you and sin. Put some distance between it. Destroy it. When I got to say, I destroyed a lot of things. I just went... Listen, I ain't on no connection with this world. Nothing. I destroyed it. You want to show God you really mean business? Destroy it then. Come on. Are you really serious? Are you really serious about serving God? Are you really serious about being saved? Are you really serious about going to the next level? About getting sanctified? Are you really serious? Then destroy it. If you're really serious about being, amen, a part of the body of Christ, then destroy it. Say goodbye. The soul Paul said, say goodbye to this world of sin. And now my Jesus abides within. I'm glad I counted the cost. Amen. You can tell, amen, who, who really want to destroy certain things. Amen. The Bible says they had joy in the spoiling of their goods. I took joy in destroying certain things. I took joy in it. Do you take joy in destroying certain things? Your ways. Come on. You got to take joy in destroying your way. We are our worst enemy. I'm my worst enemy. And you got to take joy in destroying certain things. Got to destroy it. Can't pet it. I'm going to tell you something. Your flesh don't mean you no good. It don't mean mine either. Play with your flesh. Keep playing with it. Keep on playing with it. It's going to destroy you. The Bible says you sow to the flesh of the flesh. You reap corruption. Flesh don't mean you no good. Don't mean me no good. God showed me that early on when I got saved. God showed me. He said, you play with your flesh and pet your flesh if you want. And what they're going to do when you die, your flesh going to come up here. They're going to cry, dress it up real good, and put your old little flesh on in the ground. But the man, the inner man, the soul of man, and flesh up there just looking pretty. Where do you think the soul going? The soul got to give an account. Now, the flesh got away scot-free. Look, look at the flesh. Got away scot-free. And look at the soul. Now the soul got to stand before God and explain to God why he allowed his flesh to lead him on, to cause him to be lost. The Bible says no flesh shall glory in the eyesight of God. That's why you better destroy this flesh. You better destroy it. Let me show you something right quickly here. Go to Romans 6, chapter verse 6. I want to show you something. Destroy it before it destroys you. How many relationships been destroyed? How many good relationships, marriages or relationships in general, been destroyed because of the flesh? Romans. Would you read Romans, if you would, the sixth chapter and verse number six? Let's see if that's what I want. Knowing this. Knowing this. That our old man is crucified. That our him. what? Old man is crucified. What about with that old man? Is crucified with him. Is did what? Is crucified with him. Is destroyed. Knowing that the old man. 
the old man. When I get saved, the old man is gone. The Bible says if any man be in Christ, he's a what? New creature. And what? Come the on. Old things are passed what? away. What? The old, old things come new. Old things. You say you say, why are you still doing old things? Come on now. Amen. Well, I'm saying, why are you still doing old things? Still smoking. You know why you're still doing old things? You haven't destroyed it. You know why you still got those attitudes, those pity parties, those temper tantrums you still throwing when things don't go your way? Those old quiet, laid-back spirits? You've got to destroy them. If you don't, it's going to destroy you. One thing I like about the church of God, the Bible says Zion is a furnace. It's burning up everything that looked like flesh. The Bible says Zion shall be redeemed with judgment. And what? His converts, her converts with what? With righteousness. You're not going to get your flesh petted around here. Amen. You're not going to get your flesh, amen, petted around here. Amen. Oh, flesh sympathizers. Amen. Flesh sympathizers. We don't want no fleshly sympathizers around here. Crucify the flesh. Mortify the flesh. Destroy the flesh. You want to make heaven your home, it ain't going to be hard if you destroy it. Destroy it. Some things you can't take over in the, into the kingdom. Come on. And man's, look, man's church, you can take anything you want to over there. Come on. You got smoking bathrooms, smoke all in the front of the church, everywhere and all this, but not in the kingdom of God. That's right. Amen. You can't do that in the church of God. Amen. You can't do it in the church of God. Well, what is the church of God? The church of God is not meat and drink. But it's righteousness, peace, peace joy. and joy. Where? In the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Well, how do you get in the church of God? You, gotta, you can't join it. That's right. Can't shake my hand. Amen. No how did you get in your family? You were born into it. Praise God. What did Jesus tell Nicodemus? He said you must be born again. That's right. Why you got problems in the world the way you got now? Folks joining church and not getting saved. Preach it. People joining church and not getting saved, Pastor. And all I do is make problems for us. <laughs> now I'm the bad guy. Because I preach against sin and flesh. And church joining. Now you get mad at me. Amen. Thank God for the kingdom of God or the yeah. church of God. God, well, how about this one? God know my heart. How many times we haven't heard that? Come on now. Amen. Here he is smoking on a fat one. Smoking a fat one. Hey, brother, you know, amen. God said, don't defile the temple of God. Whom do defile the temple of God? Him God will destroy. Oh, man, God knew my heart. God knew my heart. Yeah, he knew your heart. That's why you need saved. That's why you need to be saved. God knew your heart. That's why he sent Jesus. He knew your heart. 
That's why he sent Jesus. Now, here, we, here we go again. Look. Oh, stop judging me. You judging me. You judging me. Saints, do y'all know what the Bible say about judging? The saints should judge the world. Do y'all know the Bible say that the saints should what? Judge the world. We're going to judge the world. How much more should we judge these things? Earthly things. And I'm not judging you. I'm just telling you that's a red sweater you got on. Sister, mother, that's a red sweater. What you look like saying you judge, I'm judging you. I'm not telling you. I'm not. I'm just telling you what you get. That's a red sweater. I'm just telling you what it is. I ain't judging you. That's right. If I'm sitting there smoking and I know, amen, I'm drinking, and amen, the Bible says all drunkards should have their part in the lake of the fire to burn it with fire and brimstone, I ain't judging you. I'm just telling you that's red. Right. Right. The Bible says, cry loud and spare not. Lift up thy voice as a trumpet. Show the house of Israel their transgression and the house of Israel their sin. It's a problem now. People won't show the house their sins because it's all about money. It's That's all right. about women. And it's all about power. Take those things out of the church and you find a lot of people won't be church. Money, women, and power. That's right. What is this now? Everything about money, women, and power. Take money out. Come on. Take that money out. You find a lot of people can make some real good godly decisions if money wasn't involved in it. Come on. Power, take that out. Amen. See, that's why you got to destroy some things. If you get saved and you money hungry, this ain't the place for you. Preaching ain't the place for you. Because the people got a way of funneling money to you and getting you to do what they want you to do. Y'all know how they call them in the uh, politician world lobbyists. <laughs> Come on now. We're not careful. We'll have lobbyists around the church. I'm letting you money. Want you to do what you say, what they tell you to do. And lobbyists around the church. I gave you so and so and such money. Don't you talk about my son and his girlfriend. Every time they come here, you preach on adultery. Don't you talk about my grandmother. Don't you talk, my grandmama and my granddaddy been together for years. They just ain't getting married. And every time they come, you talk about my grandmama. That's why she says she ain't coming back. You got to destroy some things. Yes, yes. The Bible says in verse 6, knowing this, that our old, old man, man is, is crucified with him, with that him, the body of sin might and, be and destroyed. And this is what I want right here. That the, the body, body of, of sin, sin might be destroyed. That the, the old man, that the, why do God want you to destroy the body of sin? God wants you to destroy that body of sin. He wants you to destroy that sinful nature. That old man. Don't have to, amen, teach a baby to cry or teach a baby to do wrong. It's the body of sin. Mm -hmm. Read it again. That the what? That the body of sin might be destroyed. That the what? The body of sin might be destroyed. If, if you don't destroy the thing that made you do wrong, you're going to be back at it again. 
That's the problem with the religious world. The religious, I'm going to tell you something about the religious world. The religious world can get you saved. I'm not saying they can't. But they cannot take you over to Canaan. What do you mean, pastor, they can't take you on to Canaan? They cannot destroy the body of sin. They can't do it. That's why they continually, oh, Lord, the things you told me not to do, those are things I did again. They repent every night. Repent. Here I am, Lord, on my sin bending knees. I'm coming up. But not dealing with the body of sin. The sinful nature. If you don't destroy the sinful nature, you're going to be back at it again. You're going to be doing it again. You're going to be saying it again. You're going to be wearing it again. That's why some people can do good for a little while, and then next thing you know, they back out there again. No power. The song said, come on over to Canaan land. You got to come over to Canaan land. You got to get sanctified the Bible way. Says, knowing this, that the old man is what? Crucified with him. With him? That the body of sin might be destroyed. That the body, I like that. The body of what? Sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should, should not serve sin. How much more planning can you get? Either you're going to destroy it, or it's going to destroy you. That what happened to Peter. Y'all see that what happened to Peter? Peter told Jesus, Lord, amen, I'll die. I'll do this. I'll go this far with you, Lord. Let it not be named once. Oh, I'm going to die. I'm going to do this, Jesus. Oh, nobody going to touch you. Jesus looked at Peter. He said, Peter, before the cock crow thrice, you have been denied me. Why? The body of sin wasn't destroyed. That's why that seventh chapter of, of Romans, amen, Paul is dealing with his uh, experience before sanctification. And people try to take that seventh chapter and condone sin. Paul just giving his testimony of what he lived before he sought salvation. That's why you pick up the thought up at the end of the seventh verse. He said, but thanks be unto God. Yes. I thank God. God through Jesus Christ. Our Lord, so then with the mind of myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. You got to destroy it. You got to destroy it. Why do you think so people go certain far, certain uh, so far with God in their justified state? And that's as far as they can go. As far as they can go. But we have to recognize if we don't destroy the body of sin, sin going to destroy you. It's going to destroy you. That's why it's so important to be under a message such as this. That's why it's so important to be under a message. Listen, don't look how big the choir is. Don't look how many vans we got out there. Don't look at man, how big this, the cathedral is. Don't look at how many ministers we got on the roster. Don't look at that. That's right. Look at the message. Amen. It's the message. That's right. 
You could have went to some place bigger than this, better than this, in a sense, or had look, but it won't take you to heaven. It's not going to help you destroy the body of sin. Amen. Preach it. It's not going to help you, amen, with the can't help it. Here it is. You go to the preacher and you say, preacher, hey, uh, I did so and so and so. Oh, son, God, he knew your heart. He knew your heart. Just ask the Lord to forgive you. He forgive you seven times, 70. Y'all correct me if I'm wrong. But I think Jesus said in one scripture, I think it's in Luke, it could be the 6th, 7th chapter. Jesus said, amen, that the blessed is one sinner that needed no repentance. Then 99 just me. God had this thing so designed that we don't have to repent every night. Amen. 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 God got this thing set up. We don't have to repent every night. You can destroy that. You can destroy it. You can destroy it tonight. You can destroy it. Oh, God, here I am again. The things you told me not to do, those things I did. You can destroy that tonight. But you got to love God more than you love man. See, some people love the fanfare, the pats on the back, amen, all these accolades in front of their name. People don't love God. You find out just where people at when you give them this message. You find out, oh, we love you, brother. We love the saints here. We love you. Okay, obey the message. I got my own church. <laughs> Look at something here. Amen. God help us. Look at something here. Verse 17, 6 and 17. Destroy it before it destroys you. But God be thanked. That you were the source of sin, come on, come on. but you have obeyed from the heart. Listen to this. Form of but God be thanked that you were Why? the servants of sin. Why God be thanked? Because you were the servants of sin. But you have obeyed but you from the heart. But you destroyed it. You destroyed it. Come on. But you have obeyed from the heart that form of but doctrine. But ye have obeyed from the heart. That form of doctrine. That what? Form of doctrine. That what? Form of doctrine which was delivered you. Y'all have heard the expression, you are what you eat. Well, you are what you eat. Whatever you're being taught, that's what you're going to believe. You can't go above that. Can't rise above your teaching. That's right. And it says, but God be thanked that you obeyed from the heart. That form of that doctrine, form of doctrine which, was which was delivered from you. Verse 18, come on. Being then made free from sin. Being then what? Made free from sin. What happened? You became the service of righteousness. You became the service of righteousness. Now, I'm going to tell you something now, and we're going to move on. I don't want to keep you too long tonight. It says that you were not even a servant of righteousness when you served sin. Don't matter about your singing. Don't matter about your preaching. Don't matter about your deacon, your counting money, mothers of the church. It don't matter uh, the morning. All that stuff. It don't mean nothing. That's right. What it say again? Read it. Being then made free from sin. Being then made. You're not a what? Come on. Being then made free from sin. You what? You what? Became you what became the servants. Come on now, listen. I ain't finished high school, but I know a little something. <laughs> that word became means a transform. That's right. You were not until you became. That's right. I was not a pastor, but I became one. That's right. 
I wasn't before. So in other words, come on now, read for me. Being then made free from sin. Being then made free from, if you have sin in your life, come on, read. You became the servants of righteousness. In other words, you're not a servant of righteousness until you're free from sin. You can't serve two masters. How are you going to serve two masters? Give me St. John 8, 34. Destroy it or it's going to destroy you. Some, listen, let me tell you something. Some teachings will destroy you. Um, listen, some teachings, doctrinal-wise, it will destroy you. Do the best you can or destroy you, brother. <laughs> Do the best you can. We all sin, you sin. That will destroy you. This one saved, always saved foolishness, that will destroy you. Once in, always in. How? Well, explain Peter. When Jesus told Peter, he said, when thou art converted. I thought he was already saved. <laughs> Paul, Peter, Jesus said, when thou art converted, strengthen the brethren. Amen. Peter cussed like a sailor. You Read your Bible. Right. Peter wasn't saved. Why Jesus said, when you were converted, strengthen the brethren. That's right. get right. Judas, the Bible says, by transgression, he what? Once saved, always saved. That's just another doctrine to damn people to hell. Amen. All right, come on. Verse 34 says what? Jesus answered, Jesus them, answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever what? Whosoever what? Whosoever committed sin is what? The servant of sin. Now, whosoever committed sin is the servant of it. Well, I just sinned a little bit there. We all sin. Read it again. Whosoever committed sin is of the servant of sin. Come on now. See, I believe God bring all of us to a crossroad. He bring everybody to a, every man, every woman to a crossroad where you don't have to make a decision. Do you love God more than you love man? And he, listen. God not like no street woman on the corner that's just going to be there whenever you get ready. God ain't no street. People treat God like he's a street woman. Well, I don't want God. I heard enough, and I'm going back home. And, uh, God not no street woman. God ain't no prostitute. You just pick her up when, he, when, you get, when you get in your bad situation. You get in your depressed state again. Now you want to pick up God. Some people need to destroy the spirit of religion. Some people just some church hoppers, and that's all they do, church hop. Church hop, church hop, church hop. You need to destroy that. Because if you don't, it's going to destroy you. You'll never be settled. You'll never be, amen, what God will have for you to be. Destroy it. Destroy it. I'm so glad tonight God gave me the grace to destroy the sin that was in my life. All right, let's wind down. I want y'all to come back. All right, all right. Numbers 33 and 54 and 55. Y'all been good. What is it tonight you need to destroy? You need to stop. 
You need to destroy that. Quit making these excuses. Either you're going to do it, or either you're in or you're out. Are you with us or against us? Either you're in or you're either going to destroy it or you're not. Numbers 33, verse 54 and 55. Amen. Numbers, 33rd chapter, mm -hmm. verse 54 and verse 55. And you should divide the land by and the you should divide your land and this, your I'm just summarizing in here. Amen. God told us, uh, as we said early on, he told them to go in and possess the land. And we're picking the thought up here in verse 54. The Bible says what? And you should divide the land by the lot for the inheritance among your families. Read. And to the more you should give, the more inheritance. And to Read. the fewer you should give, the less inheritance. Every man inheritance should be in the place where the lots falleth according to the tribes Read. of your fathers you should inherit. Read. But if you would not, if you would now, not drive on. out. Now, wait a minute. You had a crossroad tonight. God say no more, no more plan. It's sink or swim. You in or you out. All right? No more, no more I got my own church. No more that. Because you take this back the way you at, they're going to put you out. You ain't going to have to get out. They're going to put you out. Come on. But if you would not drive out the but inhabitants of the if land. If you don't destroy certain things in your life you, that's before you, then it should come to pass. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. That those which you let remain of them the should be in The things that you failed to destroy and God have showed you it's no good. Should be pricks in your eyes. The things eyes. that God have showed you to get rid of. The things that God have showed you to separate yourself from it. And you still want to say, oh, I, I can handle it. I can take it. Tell you something. God will put you in a condition you will never get out of. The Bible says God will send you a strong delusion that you might believe. He'll make you believe a lie. Listen, God will put you in such a, a, a reprobate state. He'll have you fighting against truth. Because <laughs> you wouldn't destroy it. Now he'll have you fighting against it. Tell me what God won't do. Y'all seen people, they don't want this truth. They leave it, then they turn next thing you know, they fight you. Once believed it. Once stood up here and sang about it. Now you see them out in temple at St. Petersburg and they fight it. What happened? They failed to destroy it. Things worked on them. And all the enemy wants is a little time. All the enemy wants is a little time. I wonder what are we dealing with tonight as a church, as people, as visitors, as sinners, as uh, whoever is in our midst. What are you dealing with? You need to destroy it. It's causing, it's causing problems in your experience. It come up, and all it takes is certain things, certain subjects to come up. You don't destroy certain things. All it takes is just bringing up certain subjects. Y'all ever seen somebody, they do so well and smiling and all that. Then y'all laughing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you say somebody name. <laughs> don't tell me you got victory over it. Don't tell me you, you left that behind. You ain't left it behind. It's still in you. Why is it still in you? You haven't destroyed it. God wants us, saints of God, send a friend visitor tonight. God wants us to destroy certain things. Nowhere in that Bible God tell us to keep it. I'm showing you right now what happened if you don't destroy it. Read, come on. 
Then it shall come to pass. Then it shall come to pass that those which you let those remain of them that you let that old religious spirit, that church hopping spirit, come on, shall be pricks in your eyes. They're gonna be pricks in your eyes and thorns in your side. You ain't gonna never get no rest. And shall vex you in the land wherein you dwell. You'll never be happy. You leave this truth and go back to wherever you're going. You will never be the same. Trying to fit in, and you be like a, 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 a sore thumb, as the world say. Here it is. You want to do right, and everybody's standing up. Oh, forgive me here. Forgive me over here. Forgive me over here. Forgive me over there. Forgive. And you wondering, why are these folks saying, well, who's saved then? Everybody's saying, forgive me. Who's saved? <laughs> well, I failed. Well, I failed with my baby's daddy. I failed with my baby's mama. I slipped and cussed. And I'm going to tell you something. Because the majority of people do things like that, and you stay around it long enough, you will get comfortable doing it. Why do you think the Bible said, come out of up, my people? If you, could, if you could survive down there, why would God say, come out? Why would God say come out if you could change him? The Bible says if Babylon could have been healed, what? He would have healed him. You can't heal what God have destroyed. <laughs> you can't raise up what God have destroyed. <laughs> what did Nahum say? I think it was, Pastor. It says, Nahum, your house have left, left unto you desolate. <laughs> Try to raise that up. Think one, one another scripture says, dealing with Jericho, the man that raised up Jericho, I've destroyed Jericho. The man that raised up Jericho, he shall be cursed. Trying to raise, pump life into certain people. Pump life into them. I don't care how well you preach. I don't care how well you sing. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care how big your choir is. You cannot pump life into something God have destroyed. Amen. True. It's going to be fake. <laughs> All right. Did you, did you read the end of that? Yes, sir. You read the end of that? Yes, sir. Amen. All right, saints. I just want to quote this, and then we're going to let you go turn it over to the hands of your pastor. Amen. Saul was told to destroy the Amalekites because he didn't. Samuel, Saul began a decline. All because he didn't destroy. Think about it. God anointed Saul. God did. But because he chose not to destroy what God said destroy, Saul began to decline. And he declined to the point that, listen to this. Look at the Saul declined to the point. I'm telling you something. Don't destroy what God tell you to destroy. Keep fooling around with stuff God tell you to leave alone. I don't care if it is your baby's daddy, your baby's mama. I don't care if it is your job, your church, your cousin, your grandmama, your car. I don't care what it is. God said destroy it. Saul began to decline. Saul got to the point, saints of God. Saul was on the battlefield. And Saul decided, this thing got so bad, I'm going to take my own life. You walk 
away from a message like this and still think you're going to live and do what you want to do. No, you ain't. You're going to go like this. You're going to start declining. You're going to start declining. And you're going to start grabbing hold of things and trying to suffice and hold you up. Money, people, places, things. But your soul is declining. And the Bible ends this story of Saul by saying, the, the sword, the shield, rather, the shield of Saul was vile, vilely. Listen to that. Listen to that. The, the, the shield of Saul was vilely cast away. Destroy it. If you don't, it's going to eventually destroy you. God bless us, I pray tonight.